For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with two-time Super Bowl winner Carl Banks and the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Happy Thanksgiving week. To all, Carl, how are you today? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Hey, we get a chance to spend Thanksgiving together in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one so, big happy family. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I will say this: before we look back at the Lions game and look ahead to the Cowboys game, I'm gonna give a preemptive little shout out to the Jones family because I've worked Cowboys Thanksgiving games over the years. Um, when I was doing Westwood one radio, I had, I did the Dallas game a lot. Mm -hmm. They don't spare any expenses in the press box dining area when it comes to Thanksgiving, like they do it real. Mm -hmm. They do it big. And I remember once asking them about it and they're like, well, look, we got this game. Everybody's got to work on Thanksgiving. We want to try to make it as mm -hmm. close to home as possible on a work day for everybody. And you'll see, you'll see what that spreads like in the press box. It's always a great spread anyway, Yeah, but they really make it nice for Thanksgiving. Listen, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They do everything nice. Yeah. Now, now before, nice. before we get to the Cowboys, we got to get back to the debacle that was last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, the biggest takeaway first game of the year in which they played like garbage um, but the biggest takeaway is the injuries that they sustain more so than even the way they lost the football game. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, for a team that's thin to begin with a team that's, that's thin to begin with, you could ill afford to lose players. So you lose your top cornerback who was probably in route to being a pro bowler, um, a Dory Jackson, um, and it's football, I get it, and I know why fans are upset. And, you know, in hindsight, he probably wishes he didn't put him back there to return a punt. But you think, it you, wasn't... Think he do, you think he does? I, I'm in not hindsight, really sure. but it's not – you don't think of those things when every single day since training camp started are Dory Jackson's returning punts. Every practice that they have, punt, um, punt practice, every pregame. If you look out in pregame, he's their punt returner. He's their second punt returner. So uh, he was basically the next man up anyway. Uh, but listen, it hurt. It, it 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 definitely hurts to have him missing from your lineup. It doesn't make it easier uh, for a defense that, you know, has to do a lot of things right to begin with. So you get okay, that. Can I, just get, can I just give a couple sure. examples real quick? Yeah. Deion the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are, are predicated on their run. Cordero Patterson is a very important part of that. Well, guess what? He returned a kickoff for a touchdown, and he's got the most kickoff returns 
for touchdowns. He returns kickoffs as part of his job. Yeah. Duvernay, Duvernay with Baltimore, same thing. He's part of their rotation. Peoples-Jones. How about Desmond King, who we saw against Houston with Stingley banged up? King was starting at corner, yet he was returning kicks. Sure. I mean, this is not uh, some novelty. Or Fans are just so um, stung by the Seahorn experiment. But Seahorn wasn't a kickoff returner either. He wanted to right. do it on a lark. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. That's, I got that off my chest. Yeah. And, and look, folks, I get it. It hurts. But he's a punt returner by trade. He returns punts. If you get to a game early and you see them out uh, doing their punt returns, he's back there. He's returning punts. As And, and guess what? If somebody goes down um, in Dallas, next man up is Darnay Holmes. He's a returner too. So this is – the fact that you see a player one way when those players have been versatile their whole careers doesn't make you right when you say it. it. It makes it bad that he got hurt, but it doesn't make you right when you say he had no business being back there. He had business being back there because he's a returner. He gets paid to play football. He gets paid, and, and if he couldn't do it, they wouldn't put him back there. And if he didn't think he, he could do it, he wouldn't go back there. This wasn't one of those, hey, coach, let me play wide receiver this week. Or, you know, hey, Andy Reid, let me, I'm um, Kelsey, let me throw a tight end pass. It's not one of those deals. It is a guy who returns kicks, returns punts, I should say. So, then, say, go ahead. Wondell Robinson had his, and this is heartbreaking too, had his best NFL game, 100 yards receiving, and he goes out on basically a freak thing because he was out, basically out of bounds. I don't know if he, towards ACL as he was falling down out of bounds, but I think in the field of play, he was still running. Yeah, he got thrown out of bounds. I think he when he got spun around on his foot, caught or whatever. Um, listen, on our Twitter timelines, stop bombarding us about Mara and ripping up the field or whatever. It's already been announced. First of all, it's not Giants Stadium. It's MetLife Stadium. It's yeah. owned by the Giants and Jets. There is not a single... A paintbrush can't be used on a wall without the consent of the other team. Right. Nothing can be done without the two teams agreeing to it. And it was it's already been announced that they're going to go to a different type field turf. They're not going to grass. It's impossible to go to grass. MetLife Stadium is one of the busiest stadiums in the United States. Now, I know some other stadiums like AT&T and some of those other places have these big national events, they have NCAA tournament games, they have big college football games, and MetLife Stadium doesn't operate necessarily in that space because it doesn't have a roof. But it is used as much, if not more, than any stadium in the country during the course of the year. It is yep. not feasible to have grass when there are that many events, both big that you hear about, concerts and all that other stuff, soccer, and smaller events that maybe you're not that familiar with, but that field gets used constantly. So the grass thing ain't happened. Yeah, and, and nor should it because it's not a sustainable surface in this region of the country. People say, well, Lambeau Field, uh, they have grass. Well, Lambeau doesn't have the amount of concerts, tractor pools, and all the other stuff because if they did, 
they would probably go with a multi-use surface as well. So look, um, it's going to be a different turf. I think it needs to be changed, but here's the other thing too. Um, technology has to catch up with that surface. It's like, um, and, and, you know, I, I follow NASCAR a little bit and you'll hear, you know, every once in a while, drivers and, and, and pit bosses and team owners talk about how they've got to get the either the tires or the surface to be more compatible. And they've, they, they've started to do that over the years, but that's the same with the uh, shoes. They've got to mat, they got to be compatible with the surface, you know, and I don't think they quite figured out what type of shoe you can wear on that. And what's the best shoe because, um, it's not like grass. You can go long cleat, short cleat, depending on how the grass is or how wet it is. You know, you see a multitude of uh, different type of, of shoes out there. The guys are trying to find what works. Yeah, I mean, this is the 13th year of Matt Life. Now, all these new stadiums, we saw it in England. They're building one in, uh, I think, in Spain or whatever, where, I mean, you know, the field roll, grass rolls out. A turf field is underneath. You can roll grass out. They have a greenhouse that's in this mm -hmm. gigantic space that keeps the grass. But the, they're not building a new stadium. They just built this one. All right, let's yep. let's get this moving in the right direction. You ready to get on to the Cowboys, as uh, Bill Belichick would say, on to the Cowboys? Yes, yes, it is time. I officially moved on yesterday, I think, yesterday morning via Twitter. Um, yeah, so... Cowboys are good. Newsflash, right? Um, they got more sacks than you can put 42 in sacks. That's more than you can do on a shopping spree. That's that's a lot of sacks. Um, good, arrogant, um, fun to watch if you're a Cowboy fan. If everybody else you hates to, you hate the fact that they are just flying high, you know, and that's just the reality of it. Um so for the Giants, and, and you know, I, I kind of started this little thread, hashtag path to victory. Um, I don't know Dable's cadence in his meetings with his players, and I'm not speaking for him, but if I had to speak, you know, to a player, first thing I would say to them, they don't fucking respect you. They don't respect you. Their defensive backs don't respect your wide receivers. Their defensive line doesn't respect your offensive line. They don't respect your quarterback. They don't respect you. That's first and foremost, right? And then I would say, you know what? Nobody's picking you to win this. And this is not a rah-rah, but these are the realities of where they are and where you are. But I would be real. Nobody's picking you, nor should they. You got uh, a group of wide receivers that they call you Walmart wide receivers. Um, they can't find you as a pass rush. That's what the word on the street is. What pass rush? Thought they were supposed to be so good. They can't pressure, right? Um that's what they're saying about you. Um, quarterback, your own fan base don't even believe in him half the time. So, yeah, they don't respect you. 
nobody's picking you, nor should they. So you got an opportunity. You got an opportunity. Not going to be easy. But the one thing you can't do, you can't get bunched in the face like the Detroit Lions did you. And, and I made the analogy on there. You're, you're a big boxing guy, so you know this. And being at the, end, at the end of a Tommy Hearns jab, you just can't get out the way of it. They can't have another performance like that, right? Um, but the, the reality is Aaron Rodgers didn't beat the Dallas Cowboys. The, the offensive line and those running backs beat the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't because of Aaron Rodgers lit it up. It's because they took the air out of the ball <clears throat> because some of the same problems that – the Giants have with their off-ball linebackers, not finding fits, not being where they're supposed to. Leighton Vanderesh is one of those guys, too. And I'm going to tell you this, and see, this is where my path to victory comes in, because I say to Nick Gates, I got you in a dogfight, dude. In a foxhole, I'm with, I'm rolling with you, Nick Gates. You Nick, are my... Bleeping Gates Nick in your world. fucking Gates, right. <laughs> Nicky G., in a, in a foxhole, I'm with you because I know you are going to punch somebody in the face, right? And all I need you other guys to do is follow. Evan Neal, you're young. They're going to try you. But guess what? You're pretty good. Uh, Andrew Thomas. Or you, Matt Pert, if he's playing. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep doing what you're doing, right? So you got enough pieces. It ain't going to be easy, but there's a path to victory. Play to your strengths, which means you can't turn the ball over. You can't make a lot of mistakes because Dallas will make you pay, right? But you don't want the unforced errors. You don't want delay of games. Um, but I'm going to say this. Saquon Barkley say you ain't wavering. Go tell Nick Gates that. Nick, we ain't wavering. They don't. They don't think we we we're good enough anyway. Let's just go see. Right. That's not that. That's the emotional part of it, but that's the reality part of it. Because you got enough good players to cause problems, and that's what you want. You want to be good enough to be a problem, and then down the stretch you see what happens but you cannot let it get away from you with your own unforced errors. Um, well, that's the, you, you, the Giants can't turn the ball over three times. No, I mean, no, 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 you can't they gotta play a turnover free game. Um, path to victory. Hey, Dex, I'm in the foxhole with you, dog. I see what you're doing. They see what you're doing too, but they don't respect you. Not, not openly. They see you ragdolling everybody every game. Leo, they say you fell off. Um, I would just say that. But y'all just good enough to be a problem, right? And then I say to Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder and Micah McFadden, be where you're supposed to be. I'm not going to ask you to do a whole bunch, but when we call a defense, if you fit where you're supposed to fit, you don't even have to make the tackle. As a matter of fact, if you get blocked, get blocked doing your job because the other guys can do the rest for you. You think Landon Collins will be get a jersey this week? 
I certainly hope so, because he's a gamer, and it's all hands on deck, you know? Um, but your path to victory defensively is make it a Tony Pollard game. Don't Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. I'm not going to disrespect Zeke because he's a hell of a football player still, and he contributes. You want to make it one of those games because you know what Dallas is going to do? They're going to be in, listen, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying it. They're going to be arrogant enough to think and probably to, to have a pretty, pretty high level of confidence that they can throw on the Giants corners all day long. And why shouldn't they think that way? They got really good receivers, really good tight end, and the Giants are playing with backup corners. And backs that can catch it. Yeah, and backs that can catch it. So they should feel arrogant enough. That, hey, look, hey, you know, the other thing is, Carl, you know, and I know what Wink Martindale said last week, you know, with, as far as uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is an example, you know, he's doing a lot of things that aren't showing up on the stat sheet to free people up and all that other stuff, right? We're a positionless defense, but he has to have a bigger impact. They need him to have a bigger impact, and that means sure. getting the quarterback to the ground. That means – I mean, last week they they didn't even touch Jared Goff. I mean, right. I don't think – you got to if you're not getting sacks, you better at least be roughing Dak Prescott so, to get so that mindset going. Again, defensive line, your pass rush, word on the street is what pass rush. That includes your edge rushers too. Um but your execution is important. Um Darius Slayton, you have to now and I hope this is happening. Um I I have somewhat of a relationship uh, with a lot of those guys in the building, but it's not my place to give them this type of talk. Uh, but Darius Slayton, be a leader. And when I say be a leader, it's not based on it, – it is based on your performance, but from yesterday <clears throat> until Wednesday night, you should have every receiver on a Zoom call – doing study sessions, doing checks, doing all of those things because he's a student of the game, Bob. And that, and that I saw from him his first week in training camp. As he's watching practice, he's going over defenses, he's going over checks, and he's talking to guys next to him about what he's seeing. I know he's there. I mean, listen, he went from, you know, people wanted him out of the door to being their most – reliable and uh, productive wide receiver. <clears throat> but the next phase for him, this week, when you got all these new guys out there, David Seals and all them, Seals is a gamer. You know, think what you want. I mean, Walmart people get paid too, you know? Uh, so <laughs> let let him, let him live. Like, no, I'm, I'm serious. They, you know, they call them Walmart receivers. A bunch of Walmart receivers. Well, you know what? They get paid. And you know what? People come there. Um, <clears throat> But if you're Darius Slayton, no stone unturned with your teammates. Because I know how he studies and I know how he prepares. He's got to help Daniel Jones help this offense. Not on the field, because it's all walkthroughs this week. It's all mental preparation. And the physical, those guys will be ready to play. 
Um, Dallas is on a short week too. But your guys, this is your path to victory. You have to do the little things over and above and then show up on Sunday and execute those things. But you can't have mental errors, right? You're not going to be perfect, but you can't have the mental error. So I'm taking my best and smartest receiver, and I'm not excluding Kenny Galladay because I think he's going to build on what he was doing. Oh, by the way, Kenny, they don't respect you either. They never have, you know, but you're just, you're just stringing a few together. Let's see if you can string a few more. And then when it's all said and done, you say, y'all must have forgot. I, I played this game at a pretty high level before too. That's the Kenny Galladay that has to continue to build down the stretch, starting uh, against Detroit and going forward. Because I think we've seen how this staff will feed you more the more you do, right? You'll see your role increase. So, um, but the wide receivers, bunch of no names versus uh, a defensive backfield and Diggs shut Jefferson down, held him three catches, you know. Why should he respect anybody in the Giants receiver room, right? Right, and and listen, part of what helped Diggs shut Jefferson down, they got seven sacks in the game. My point exactly. They were, they were terrorizing Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. He was shaking back there. I mean, after those first couple of series when he was getting whacked around, well, guess what? All the timings are off. You don't have a pocket to step into. You don't have confidence to let it rip because you think you're going to get whacked every second. I mean, they had seven sacks. Sure. They had to have 20 hits on them. Sure. And and so, but but as far as Diggs is concerned, his PFF scores goes through the roof. They don't say assisted by sure. uh, pass rush. So that being said, I'm riding with Nick fucking Gates. There I'm you in go. the foxhole, right? Hey, uh, Nick Let's Gates. Let's find out. Carl, basketball's back bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, info, player news, trends. It's all at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NBA, NFL, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join. 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. I think you know what that means by now because you're tuning into this podcast in record numbers. Bet online where the game starts. So, Carl, um, I got something I want to get off my chest here. Go. And it's it, it 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 deals with human nature. So it's just a it's it's a it's something like a public service announcement for Giants fans. They play in Dallas on Thursday, then they're home against Washington. They play Philadelphia, and then they play at Washington. Washington's coming on. Philadelphia's struggling a little bit. And Dallas is coming off this big win. My public service announcement is this. I know the media, national, everybody is grouping. Oh, they got four big division games coming up. Fans, you need to approach this like the team is going to approach it. And this is the way you get through it. It's not four games. It's one game. It's one. It's this game. 
And no matter what happens, just like last Sunday, a lot of Giants fans thought they would beat the Lions. There were some Giants fans that were worried. You put it behind you. You can't change the result once it happens. And no matter what happens in this game on Thursday, whether they lose a tight one, whether they win, whether they get the brakes beaten off of them, it's the one game. And then the next focus will be the home game against Washington. Sure. It's not – and I. it's a human nature. I did it yesterday in the building with John Schmelk, our producer on the radio. We started playing the old, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And you start looking, start looking at it in these bunches, and it leads you down a terrible rabbit hole. Thank God coaches don't look at it that way. And I guarantee you that half the guys on the roster, I, I know this for a fact. Because I remember this with your 90 team. I was a young guy. And I remember in, interviewing, I think it was Dave Meggett or somebody, and talking about a stretch coming up. Oh, no, it was Mark Collins. Mark Collins talking about a stretch of games coming up. And he's like, <clears throat> I have, I had no idea we play San Francisco in two weeks. Like, yeah. literally, he goes, literally, he goes I, I don't really pay attention to who we're playing until that Monday when we come into the building and we start our prep for the next players, don't look at it that way. Fans try not to look at this four game stretch. It's mm -hmm. one game. It's a four game stretch of one games. It'll, it'll allow you to have some sanity here. Yes. And the players can only play one at a time. So whatever happens the game before it's on to the next one. And you try to win that one. Um, then you know, that's kind of backward looking or it should be backward looking when it's all said and done. Well, they lost X amount at this period, but right now it's one game at a time. And the task right now is Herculean for <laughs> this, this giant team against Dallas. I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating it. Cause, and I'm not, I couldn't fix my mouth to say any bad, stuff about Dallas like oh well the Giants have an advantage here 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 and here no they've got to create their advantages they've got to they got to force and I'm and look and when I when I talk about being in a foxhole with a guy like Dex and Leo and and um Nick Gates I'm not I'm not saying uh this as a rah-rah I'm talking about guys have to play to their profiles guy like Nick Gates loves a dogfight Dexter Lawrence loves being a domineering player. Leonard Williams loves being a domineering athletic player. Just play your profile. Your 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 off-ball linebackers, you know, I got my love hate with you. Um but just be where you're supposed to be. You'll get a chance to fly around. But don't fly out the window when you're supposed to be in the house, right? And if you get blocked, I can tell you this right now. If you get because defenses are like, especially in the run game, they're like that game Jenga, right? You got to pull and you got to put things where where they're supposed to be. If you're where you're supposed to be, even if you get blocked, that might be a one yard run versus you running out of the hole and then chasing the play down, and then it's a ten or twelve or a twenty. If you are where you're supposed to be, the big dogs will help you out. When you're not, everybody 
gets mutilated because, you know, if you're supposed to be in a gap and they're trying to double team Dax or Leo and you're not there because you trying to hide somewhere, that just opens up a big crater. But if you're there, you're going to pull a double team off of a guy and Dexter Lawrence has proven that he is a domineering force. Uh, Leonard Williams, a domineering force. Give yourself a chance to have some level of success. Right. And listen, <clears throat> the the Giants, one of the things they have to do is they have to make the basic plays. Meaning, if you got a guy, point of attack, you're in the Half hole. The victory. Yeah, you're in the hole to make a tackle or you're on the edge and you're setting the edge. Hold the guy to a two-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're open on a third down, or even if it's a first down play, and they're just they're they're running a play to get six yards on first down, just to just to stay on schedule. You can't drop it so that it's second and ten. Before right. we even get to making the extraordinary plays, the above the X's and O's plays. Just make the simple plays in this game first and then build off that. But if you start dropping second and 10 passes, first and 10 passes, third and six passes and punting the ball away and then missing tackles in the open field and all that other stuff, you're not, they're not good enough to overcome. They'll run you out of the building. Can't point to your chest and say, ah, man, my bad. I got it next time. No, no. Everybody's got to be perfect. Yeah. Cause next time means you're down another seven points. Right. Um, Anything else for you that you have? Fuck, I'm just getting started, but we'll we'll stop here. But no, no, but, you got one more. Go ahead, go ahead, get it off. No, your no, chest. no. I just it's, it's I got a, time. I got time. Possession possessions are at a premium. Both sides of the football, they have to value those. Um, I I have confidence that uh, Mike Kafka, just based on what we've seen in their diverse run. Um, personnel groups that they'll find a way to get something going in the run game. Um, receivers, you can't drop balls because what they do, they try to scheme you open. And if you're open, you got to catch it because the next one ain't going to be like, if it's second and 10 and they got you at eight and you drop it, then you ain't getting it on third and eight because they're bringing the house at you. So every possession is premium. I say the same thing defensively too. When the wizard wink calls something, be where you're supposed to be. Be where, even if it's pressures and they haven't had any success with pressure to, to note of be where you, they, they do a lot of work and they know the personnel. One thing that Brian Dable says, we, we try to call things that fit our personnel grouping. We don't try to do things that we can't. So just trust when you go in that game, they believe you can do it. That's why they're calling it. Um, but it's it's execution of the little things. Play to your profile. Guys who are not built like that on this team, just get in their hip pocket. They will carry you. You just do your job. Simple. Um, and you got to do it well. And you got to prepare well. Um, and it still won't be easy. And it's not guaranteed, but you will give yourself a chance because in the NFL, they say it's any given Sunday, but this game every week, you'll see teams have opportunities. And what they'll say is, well, the game got away at this point, right? You don't want that 
to be the thing. Well, they hung in there for a quarter, and then after so-and-so fell down and CeeDee Lamb went for 75 yards, the game got out of control because the Giants aren't built to come from behind 14 points. Do the things that are necessary, the little things that are necessary. Make it harder for Dallas because they're arrogant and they've earned that right, right? Um, but you've got to be that guy who's standing in the 12th round. And then you'll see, you know, who's got the best punch at the end. Cowboys, Cowboys have lost three straight on Thanksgiving. They lost in overtime to Vegas last year. They lost to Washington in 2020, Buffalo in 2019, beat Washington in 2018. So can I hit you with a can I hit our audience with a little fun fact? Yeah. So the Giants in the Super Bowl era, because they played a lot of Thanksgiving Day games pre-World War II. But they've only played four in the Super Bowl era. LT with the 97-yard pick six in 82 that they won in Detroit. 92, you were on that team. You did sack. You got a sack in that game. Mm -hmm. um, actually, that game was a little bit closer than the 30-3 to score would indicate. Um, I think it was 9-3 to at the half. And then Emmett went off in the second half. Yep. Um, then in Denver, 26 to six, they lost in 2009. And then in 2017 at Washington, they lost 20 to 10. In the Super Bowl era, the Giants have not scored an offensive touchdown on Thanksgiving. You got LT's pick six and Janoris Jenkins 53 yard pick six are the only touchdowns the Giants have scored in the Super Bowl era on Thanksgiving. Their last offensive touchdown was in 1938 at Ebbets Field. Wow. When the Giants tied the Dodgers 7-7 to in the Jeez. fourth quarter, Ed Donowski hit Dale Burnett on a seven-yard touchdown pass to ensure the 7-7 tie. So my question to you, do the Giants get their first-ever Super Bowl-era touchdown offensively on Thanksgiving this year? They do. They do, I and they're probably on the ground. Um, but just like this podcast, Believe in Giants, I think the Giants have to believe in Giants because they don't have a bunch of bums out there. They got some good players at key positions. Those players have to be their best. And then the role I'm players, going, like I said. I'm going with Tanner Hudson, tight end around. He's going to run it in for a four-yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, there's a path to victory. There is a path, but it's the little things right now uh, that will give you a chance um, for that pot of gold at the end of the rim, rainbow. You know, follow the yellow brick road. Well, you got to brick by brick. You got to you got to do the little things. And um, that still doesn't guarantee anything, but it, it, it will definitely guarantee you a chance. You will have an opportunity because they are good players at good positions uh, in in this in, on this team. They're not stacked like Dallas, but there are some good players that can be disruptive, and the role players have to be where they're supposed to be and do the little things. No self-inflicted uh, errors. Favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal for you? Ooh, um probably the sleep afterwards, but it's getting to the dessert. I know a lot of people are not uh, big cranberry people, but I, I like a nice mix 
with my stuffing and it's uh I, I I just enjoy Thanksgiving. I like to fellowship with people, friends, family, whoever it is, but just looking forward to good food, waking up, smelling those rolls, you know, the, the aroma that just fills the house is just a fun opportunity. But yeah, we will be smelling um, hotel air refreshener and uh, we'll get down and, you know, get in there and eat, eat some of Jerry's food. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a stuffing guy. I love stuffing. That that's my go-to. That that is the go-to. That's the turkey and the stuffing and the gravy. Um, I can't wait. Actually, all right, Carl. Uh, we got to wrap it up. What do you like to tell everybody to do? Tell a friend to tell a friend. You need to hear this one. Need to hear this one, and also, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of our subscribers. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back, you know, next week kind of digesting all this along with the turkey and then looking ahead to Washington because it will be on to Washington no matter what the result is this yep. Thursday. Be on to Washington. Good. All right. Uh, so for Carl, Bob, tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, happy Thanksgiving to all of our great Giants fans out there. Uh, always feel free to come up to us, say hi if you see us, and just, just say tell a friend, tell a friend, and we know what it's all about. We know what that is, yes. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.